Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, Simon. Ah, gentlemen! Today we're discussing Season 9, Episode 6, A War for All Seasons. It's the 204th episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf, written by Dan Wilcox and Thad Mumford. It originally aired on December 29th, 1980, and the production code is Z409. The 20th century is now officially half kaput. And so are we. (laughs) Here's to the new year. May she be a damn sight better than the old one. And may we all be home before she's over. Okay, the plot summary for this episode. As the year 1950 comes to a close, the 4077 staff and surgeons hope 1951 is a damn sight better. And hopefully they'll be going home. The year 1951 is not uneventful. Klinger makes a bet on a baseball team Charles is sure will lose. Hawkeye and BJ build a kidney machine. Margaret knits a scarf, which soon has become a bedsheet. And Father Mulcahy plans a garden. By the time New Year's Eve rolls around again, they all hope 1952 will be a damn sight better. And that they will be returning home. Clinger, I sure wish I had me one of those to wear. It's simple. You just cut up a bed sheet. That jacket, you nincompoop. I'm freezing to death. Oh, this. It just came in today. It's what the warm person is wearing this winter. I see you're admiring the latest fashion from uh, Sears. They were in the catalog under life preservers. How come you didn't order one? Uh, because I foolishly thought the Army would provide me with winter gear on time. The Army, right. Time. That same speedy outfit that just yesterday delivered a beautiful package to Valley Forge addressed to G. Washington. Clinger, I want to see that catalog. First thing in the morning. Okay, you'll need a Jeep. I traded it to the 8063rd for the party decorations. You traded that catalog for some stupid pink elephants? I didn't hear any complaining till now. Anyway, there'll be a new catalog soon. How soon? Next month. Valentine's Day, the latest. Guest stars for this episode, we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Igor Sarminsky. And Carl Freed plays a patient. Now, he's a producer and actor known for The Navigator Live in 2014. MASH, obviously. Oh, and Quincy, 1976. <laughs> Good old Quincy. We haven't seen that in a while. We haven't, no. <laughs> we have Laurie Bates, who plays Nurse. This is Laurie's only screen credit. And Roy Goldman returns, of course, as a courtsman. And, of course, Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato. Come on, Margaret, you can't hog the catalog all day. I'd be able to read it a lot faster if half the pages weren't covered with chocolates. Why am I always single out for blame? I can't find that coat. That's what you're looking for? Don't holler at the chocolate soldier just because you can't find a winter coat in a spring-summer catalog. You mean there's nothing in this stupid book I can use to keep warm? You could order some matches and set it on fire. Oh, shut up. Obviously, madame is overwrought from shopping. What do you two think you're doing? We're looking for a radio. Take a number, Buster. I haven't finished yet. The coat's not in there. I need other stuff, like like knitting stuff. Knitting? You expect us to buy that yarn? Good morning, all. I heard the new Sears robot catalog was in. Not a prayer, Father. I just want to take a quick peek at the gardening section. Yeah, well, all we want is a lousy radio. So just let... Will you let... Hey! That's enough. Look at you. As chief custodian of this catalog, I am sadly appalled. 
Two respected physicians, a chief nurse, and a man of the cloth, all acting like children. <gasps> Wowee! Baseball gloves! Alright, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. Okay. I gave this episode seven and a half. Right, okay. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. This, again... <laughs> <laughs> You're doubting yourself before you've before you've even started. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just saying, this is like the previous episode with the letters that we did, yeah. like two episodes mm. ago or three episodes ago, where it was. I just I enjoyed it. It was a good episode. Yeah. It, there was nothing mind blowing. There was nothing horrible. It was just a good episode. I did like the way they transitioned from time period to time period. Yeah. Where it was just kind of a mention or it was something they were doing and then you saw the results of it, you know, or mm. with the results of that or uh, I did like how that happened. I thought, uh, yeah, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of notes here, which is funny. I do. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, I did like the when the Giants win the pennant and then they, they go to follow Mulcahy and he plants his huge kiss on Margaret. And the Mar- yeah. the look on Margaret's face is priceless. I love it. Because at first she's like shocked, but then she's like bemused that it yeah. was him. And he doesn't even realize what he did because he has no reaction to it. No. Um, I love that. I loved Potter and Kelly because Potter's hugging her and he's bouncing around with her. And she's like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. This is the colonel. Yeah. Uh, and just the look on her face was really, really cute. So, yeah, I liked, I liked that. I don't know. I just I enjoyed the story. You know. This and we're going to go into our behind the scenes, and there's a lot of this. That's why I don't want to talk about it during the yeah, actual. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and that and all the timey wimey stuff. You know, <laughs> two years, and people aren't even supposed to be there at this point, and you yeah. know, and that was that. I had a, I didn't, I don't know. I was supposed to say I had a hard time accepting that. You know, like well, yeah, I you know, but I didn't really. It just the stories were just nice. They were nice little bits and pieces. It's like a slice of life, and I like those kind of episodes where it's just kind of a slice of life here we're getting a whole year of activity within this one mm. episode you know but i mean i enjoyed it okay let me hear what you have to say about it yeah no uh, hmm. <laughs> 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 see I, the thing is i do struggle about the time thing and again i'm not going to say anything because it's in the behind the scenes but uh, i i think they could have it's all about it's all it's all based on the seasons, you know, winter, yeah, spring, autumn, summer. It's all based around that. They could easily have done that quite happily without kind of timing it a little bit, really, without having to put the nineteen fifty one thing, mm. nineteen fifty, fifty one, fifty two kind of thing. Um, I do like their blue jackets. They remind me a little bit of the uh, filming jackets that were worn in Empire Strikes Back. That's actually, what I thought. Yeah, with the big they probably are. Right? <laughs> yeah. I do like the catalogue. That's the running theme for the whole of this, with the baseball gloves, the gardening stuff, mm-hmm. the knitting, and the radio again. We've seen this before where Hawkeye and, and uh, he's doing his jazz, you know, he's, I can't actually click my fingers because I broke my wrist the other day, um, but he's clicking his, his his fingers uh, when he's, when he's you know, listening to the jazz. Mm-hmm. I, we've seen that before, but I, there's something about it I quite like. I like the, them working out how to build the kidney machine. That's in June. Mm-hmm. But what I do like about it is, and I, it's, oh, it's so, I'm sorry for being so obvious, it's Charles in the, in the uh, listening to the game and, and for, for, you know, for, for him putting his baseball cap on back to front and, <laughs> And doing all that, I absolutely loved. And I, I well, get you, the impression you, that they, I'm sorry, you know, sorry, like n- certain things, like he was like little kind of uh, luck things where he would spit in the cap and then put it on his yes, head. Yes, yes, or he would yes, turn it yes. twice and then put it back. I mean, he actually mm. did certain things, little yeah. minute things that uh, that I just I found that so so well done. 
Now, I don't know if that was would have been in... I presume it would have been in the script directions. I, I don't know. That's a good question, whether, yeah. I, I don't know whether David Ogden Styles was a baseball fan. I, I think he probably might not have been. Cause yeah. He was, but I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't say. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I I know a bit about baseball, but I, it's the one thing I'd love to do uh, when I go back to America is I'd love to go to a baseball game. But mm. um, I, I do love all that kind of... You know, I love the fact he's lying on the floor. There is a continuity <laughs> thought with that, with the baseball cap moves, strangely. I don't know how that... Yeah. But I do like... But the weird thing is, is that I actually... I actually gave this just a six out of, out of ten. I know, I know. Um, what? I, and I, I, yeah, it's low, isn't it? I, the trouble is I'm going to change that to a seven. And the reason why I'm going to change it is because, I, as all our wonderful listeners know, we, we watch these in the batches of six and recording six, and this came after my all-time oh, favourite MASH episode. That makes so sense. I'm, Yep. That makes it. So I'm going to change it. I'm going to put it to seven because yeah. now thinking about it, there is some nice. Bit. It's just, it's just the time thing. I don't like. I, yeah. They could have got. They could have not dated it and just had it in that one yeah. season, and, yeah. and that would have been fine. So, but I'll, I'll let that until you talk about uh, the, yeah. the, the, the behind the, the, the scenes. scenes yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, and that's that's and and that's the hard thing about doing some of these episodes when we record. As we've said, we do six at a time. Sometimes I will compare them within those six. When you really yeah. shouldn't. You really should think about the series as a whole. It's hard not to, though. But it's, it's hard, hard not, not to. to. Like you said, together. you had your ultimate favorite episode on before this. Yeah. Nothing, I don't care how good <laughs> the episode is, nothing was ever going to be as great. So you're coming no, you could have you could have put you you could have put goodbye farewell and amen after yeah. this, and it, it was not gonna he would have got a six as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nothing's gonna ever compare to that. But no, no. I'm glad you upped it because I don't think it was worthy of a six. It definitely was worthy more than that because it's it has its moments. Charles alone, his scenes are amazing when he's listening to that in game, and he's pacing yeah. and doing his that right there. I'm like that's that deserves a point up. Just for that whole scene. <laughs> just for that bit. Just yeah. for that bit, because yeah. it's so well done. But I mean, everything. And like I said, I think the hardest part, for especially for us who follow the timeline, is just, it's just, I like the concept. I like the idea of doing it from one year to the next year, and they're all still there again, you know, that type mm. of thing. But we all know that that's not how it works, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of irks you a little bit. You just have to really not care. And not really mm. worry about it, and just enjoy the episode for what it is, and don't think about the timelines. Yeah, and, you know, and some people can do it, and some people can't. Obviously, you know, our IMDb people obviously did. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, they gave it an eight. Yeah. Um. So you know, a, a considerable higher than what I initially gave it, but um, yeah, I don't know why it's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going that far. Again, I think it's maybe because of the concept. It is a cool concept of a story. To tell a whole year's mm. worth of story within a 22-minute episode, you know. I do like that. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think af- after you read this next behind-the-scenes bit, I might knock it down to six again. Danger. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at the sports section. It'll give you more smiles than the funnies. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgers pluck Redbirds lead 13 and a half games. Erskine tossed a three-hitter. Good old Preacher Man's on the mound today. Klinger, we are sitting in the Jaybird seat. Catbird, sir. Cut. Of course. Well, my fireside chaps, would you care to pay your wager now and avoid the September stampede? Uh-uh. You know what they say in parachute training, Charles. It's not over until the last man is out. Would you care to back up that old saw with an old saw buck? Major, nobody's ever come back from 13 and a half games in August. You're not going to find any takers. Ah, perhaps the key lays in improving the odds. Should we say one will get you three? No dice, Chaz. Four? 
Major, we stand to win a lot of loot. Let us not be piggish. This is not piggish, Klinger. This is bullish. How do you think we Winchesters amassed a huge family fortune? <laughs> uh, Want to get five? All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. You should have a wah, wah, wah. All right. And these are just behind the scenes. We're not, you know, just because yeah. some, some people get upset with us for bagging on MASH all the time. And I'm like, I don't think we, I don't think we complain yeah. about MASH too much. There's episodes we really no. enjoy and things we don't enjoy, but yeah, I mean, apparently, according to some reviews, uh, we despise Mash, especially oh, I know. during the uh, the first three series. I don't remember us being that. Bad. I don't remember us being that bad either. But you know no. what? I just, to, I, I'm just going to blame Al for to that. E- <laughs> <laughs> He's not here to defend to himself. Each so their own, you know. We can't, we can't please everybody. So you no. know, it is what it is. But yeah, anyways, first behind the scenes, the series regularly bounces back and forth in time. None more evident than in this episode. It takes place between New Year's Eve of 1950 and New Year's Eve of 1951. In Welcome to Korea, Colonel Potter arrives to take command on September 19th, 1952, which it says on screen. So mm-hmm. it's a dead set. It's a time stamp. You can't yeah. do, change it. That's when he came. There are also several Christmas episodes and other annual events that take place during the show's 11-year run. Therefore, Colonel Potter would not have been at the 4077th in the New Year's 1950 nor 1951. Neither would Major Winchester or BJ. They shouldn't be there either, given that they arrived in relation to Colonel Potter. This also means Radar, McIntyre, Burns should have all been present during 5051. So Mm. that's, you know discrepancies yeah i but, mean why they just didn't do it in 1952 right? i think yes and that would have made more sense even though still potter didn't arrive until 51 or 52 uh, september 19th so he came midway through he wouldn't have been there at the beginning of 50 mm. you know 52 it'd be like it's it's a weird thing yeah so again, yeah. What, what when did the when did the career war end was it 53 or 53 i think so that yeah so they couldn't have done all seasons yeah they really yeah because yeah. Mm. Well, that was just badly thought out, wasn't it, at the end of the day? <laughs> it's just, you know what? Sometimes in the writer's room, they probably think, screw the timeline, let's just tell a good story. Also, as well, there is that whole scenario, which, we, which we've talked about before, and, uh, you know, you can talk about it like we've, with any kind of long-serving TV series. You know, you're not, th- th- these were made, and there was no there was no video recorders. I suppose 1980, there were now video recorders, mm-hmm. but, I mean, before then, there was no video recorders. You weren't, you weren't expected to see these episodes again unless I was on syndication. So, True. you know, you, you probably wouldn't have thought anything about this, but because we, we, we now are in a culture where we binge-watch, especially we do for recording these, these things are more noticeable. Yes. The reason why the you know the A team is really really terrible when you watch episode after episode, you know you forget a week after that it was the same episode. Yeah, and I think you know we have to take that into consideration. So there we go. Now, um, if this timely timeline is to be considered the accurate one, which it can't be, uh, it, it means that as of the end of the war in Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, which was of course 1983. Which just FYI, just really quick, yeah. I just looked it up. July twenty seventh, nineteen fifty three was the end. Of the war. Oh, well, so really, when you, you know, bloody old Potter, Potter, <laughs> BJ and Winchester are not there for long at all. No, they're not. So really, BJ's daughter grows an awful lot in those <laughs> few months. <laughs> wow, that's okay. Uh, yeah, so goodbye, farewell, and amen. Now, Hawkeye, Klinger, Margaret, for Father Mulcahy are the only characters present throughout all 11 seasons of the show's run. 
had been serving in Korea for almost three full years, longer than any tour of duty would last. I suppose furthermore, he he would probably volunteer to stay, maybe. True. Uh, Klinger seriously wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye and Margaret, well, you know, mm, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Really. But then again, what would you do? Get rid of the main characters halfway through. And then we'd just have the night shift come on and it wouldn't be <laughs> That's right. It wouldn't matter in this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the title is based on the movie A Man of All Seasons from 1966. Oh, OK. Uh, when Hawkeye and BJ determine the artificial kidney machine they made works, Hawkeye tells the patient they're using it on that he'll be able to be transferred to another hospital where they don't have a kidney machine that looks like it was put together by Mr. Wizard. Watch Mr. Wizard began airing in March 1951. Now, as this episode starts out on New Year's Eve 1950 to ring in 1951, it is unlikely that either Hawkeye or BJ would have seen Mr. Wizard. Well, they don't have a TV there either, do they? <laughs> they have the same film being... Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right, when Klinger is pitching a softball to Colonel Potter, he is clearly wearing a 1970s-era baseball glove, not the kind available in 1951. Lots of timey-wimey uh, things here. There is, isn't there? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, the broadcast of the 1951 pennant game that the 4077th listens to is a recording of Russ Hodges' famous live description. However, that broadcast was heard live only by local Giants fans. Most listeners would have heard Gordon McClendon's description. Mm, okay, that's one for the hardcore baseball fans. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, but I'm sure um, Russ's uh, live was much better. That's probably why they used it. He was, he's mm. so excited to, you know, when he says the Giants win the pennant. Yeah. Igor is derided for creaming the corn that Follow Mulcahy grew. Oh, by the way, I did like the fact that we saw the seasons through that garden. For the, the, yeah, the vegetable patch. I did like that. Yeah, that's how we knew the seasons were changing. Anyways. <laughs> and his response indicated he did do this. However, as established elsewhere in the series, such as Moral Victory, Igor is not the cook. He merely serves the food. That the cook makes. So <laughs> he wouldn't have creamed the corn himself. He just hands it out. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, not the worst scenario that could happen, is it? I mean, no. you know. He could be helping the cook an, out and decide yeah. to cream it. Cream corn's not that horrible anyway, is it? I don't. I love cream corn, but I do like it on the cob. I love the fact that Igor's like, well, just next time you could just eat it on the cob, which is what they yeah. wanted. But what they wanted in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have cream corn over here. Oh, it? really? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, we get cream corn. You can buy it at the stores. Um, now, Klinger refers to Colonel Potter as the top kick. Now, top kick is an informal turn for a first sergeant. Mm. Okay. All right, got another continuity issue here. When the Giants win the pennant, Winchester drops his hat cap. Oh, I think Meds mentioned this. Um, oh, right. Yeah, Winchester drops his hat, his baseball cap to the ground. Moments later, he is fainted and lying on his back, but the cap is back in his hand and being held to his chest. I think it's just yeah. a comedy bit, which is funny. Mm. You know, so I mean, I understand, but it, I definitely noticed it. You notice he drops oh, yeah. it and it kind of blows away a little bit, and then he's laying yeah, there. It's- you know, it's really obvious. But he really could have he could have faded to the ground and bent down and grabbed it, and you know, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> come on, let me let me let me come up with a reasoning for this. <laughs> no, if he fainted, he fainted. What's most likely is someone walked past him and just put picked it up and put it on his. On there his, we go. So that's what. Yeah. Oh, look, he's he's dead. Um, throughout the series, the time mail took to reach the states from Korea and vice versa was very inconsistent. 
In some instalments, it was quick. In others, it was quite slow. Uh, By all accounts, mail took weeks and sometimes months to reach military units during the Korean conflict. Hawkeye and BJ would have lost their dialysis patient long before they received the various items they ordered from the Sears to create the kidney machine. I I do realize that, that they tend... But but... it's a TV (laughs) program. That's right. It's called suspension or suspension of disbelief. Billy, yeah. So, like the whole of this episode. Like yes, like most of the time, <laughs> mine stuff at Nash. Mm. Glad you're here, boys. You can help me decide which Zane Grey to order: thirty thousand on the hoof or thundering herd. Yeah. Choice like that is a real dome scratcher. Yeah, excuse me. Will Whoa, you... tall stranger! This here catalog ain't big enough for the both of us. I'll be out of it by sundown. I just want to order an artificial kidney from Sears and Roebuck. Not as crazy as it might sound, Colonel. What's the Colf machine anyway? But a bathtub for the bloodstream. Here we go. Jumbo wash tub holds thirty-four gallons, leak-proof, rust-resistant. Use your noggins, boys. The blood goes through the rinse and tubes of cellophane-type membrane. Where do you plan to scare that up? Membrane, membrane. What Dr. Kolf uses is plain old sausage casing, boiled and rinsed. Saucers, saucer racks, sausage stuffers, savings banks. It's not here. They got sausage stuffers and nothing to stuff it in? Damn it. You boys give up too quick. Didn't you ever see Gunga Din? You gotta toot that bugle till you drop. What are we supposed to do? Sears doesn't have a deli section. If you're talking casing, there's a man out there who's our sausage link. Klinger. Is my presence requested, sir? Yes, we've got a little favor to ask of you. What's the name of that hot dog emporium back in Toledo? Paco's? Paco's. Hop on the horn. Tell them we want to call in an order to go. Is there a Dr. Pierce in the house? Special delivery from Paco's Hot Dogs. Hey, you got the sausage casings, huh? Uh, Somewhere in Toledo, there are a whole lot of hot dogs running around without a thing to wear. You know what will go great with this is 500 empty beer cans. Okay, now we get the tub and we're in business. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some trivia time. Last episode's question in Season 7, Episode 11, titled Point of View, we see everything through the eyes of a wounded soldier. What was this soldier's name? And the answer is Private Hank Rich. This episode's question, despite protests from BJ, Hawkeye removed a healthy appendix from a colonel who had too high of casualty rates. What was this colonel's last name? I remember that episode. That was, yeah. a, that was a rough one. Yeah, it was, yeah. Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Dark in second, Mule of it first as the tying run comes to the plate in the person of Whitey Lockman. Boy, oh boy, who'd have thought back in August that the NL flag would still be in doubt. Last inning, last playoff game. Newcomb stretches. Lockman, couple and you beat him! Checks the runners. Newcomb comes in high and tight as Lockman hits the dirt. This thing is enormous. What size did you order? Medium, large, or rub-a-dub-dub? What? Who is it? Uh, Western Union. Telegram for Major Winchester. He's not here. Thank goodness. If the Dodgers blow this game, the Major has assured me he takes no prisoners. Buckman laces a line drive inside the bag to left field. All right. I'm a dead man. Score. Miller slides in a third, and Luckman pulls in a second with a stand-up double. Way to want that tater, Whitey. Get that gun out of there! I think that's going to be all for Don Newcomb. It's about time he lost it two innings ago. And Ralph Franca makes that long walk from the bullpen. Franca, thank heaven, game's in the bag! As Franca warms up, Bobby Thompson loosens up in the on-deck circle. Go get him, Bobby! Come on, Thompson! Thompson Hill, come on, Franca! All right, Franca completes his warm-ups. Thompson up there swinging. Cox tied in the bag at third. Oh boy, four to two Dodgers, bottom of the ninth, one out, 
Tua. Here we go. Knock it down his throat, Bobby. Oh, is that nice? Well, I got ten smackers riding on this. Bobby takes a strike call on the inside corner. Killiam! Coming up there with his best. God rest his soul. Blended to The check of the runners. Set. The pitch. Swung on. It's a long drive. It's going to be. I believe. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. You can find MASH 4077 Podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcasts. Or just type in MASH 4077 Podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, I think that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, I think we both agreed. It was good, right? Yeah. You gave it a... Yeah, yeah. I gave it a seven and a half. What did you give it again? Uh, I moved it up to seven from six. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. You initially... This was after your most favorite episode ever. Exactly. I gotcha. No, I think this was yeah. good. I think other than, you know, I mean, it's inevitable to have little timeline issues. And we've discussed mm. it over the many years we've been talking about MASH. They've yeah. always had timeline issues. <laughs> but you just go with it. You know, I mean, to make an 11-year run series on a three-year run war is extremely exactly. difficult. So, yeah. you know. We have to accept it, and I do. It's fine, you know. It didn't. I don't think it took away me liking this episode any more than I already did. It was. It was a fun. It was a fun episode. I. Do, I like the concept of it. I definitely like the concept. Yeah, the, the the little stories in it made made it for a better episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I am Kenny, and I'm Simon, and we'll be seeing ya. to the new year. May she be a damn sight better than the old one. And may we all be home before she's over. Amen. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. 
Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.